Good morning. Welcome to this Strengthening Families and Community Forum. I'm so glad you could join us either here in person at the Peace Kingdom Center or online. And we're really glad you can be here. And uh, Stace, can you come on up? So um, I'm going to be the first speaker. I'm also going to share the premise for the uh, forum. And this is my lovely co-host, Stacy. And I'm so glad uh, you know she could be here and is really doing a lot. And later we'll hear from Kelly Coles. She's here live and also Andy Wells and um, from Jamal Johnson, who's uh, online here. So really grateful you all could uh, join us today. And we're, we're very happy we can have this forum and address these very important topics of family and community strength, strengthening. So I'd like to start out, I'm gonna um, be the first speaker and then I'm gonna share um, my presentation. So this is the premise and this is the premise, you know, I'm asking each speaker to address as well, you know, within their um, presentation. <clears throat> to break the generational cycle of outside wedlock birth, we need a revolution of absence-centered education. Parents should present the expectation of sexual absence before marriage to their children, regardless of whether they abstain themselves or not. They should think about what is best for their children's future and speak honestly about their own situation. School and community-based programs such as urban life training can back up parents in making this revolution. In one generation, this can break the cycle of outside of wedlock births and all of the related personal and societal consequences. This is an article in our local paper, The Spirit of Jefferson. It says, Jefferson High teacher charged with having sex with student. So this is Will, Willie Belmonte Jr. This happened um, one year ago, last fall in um, late August, September. So just one year ago. And so actually, I went to the Board of Education meeting in early 2021, and there I was testifying about or came to talk about the health curriculum. And the health curriculum was approved by CECAS, and there's, you know, I wanted to talk about how their, I talked about how their statement of purpose includes, you know, activism on gender identity, and sexual orientation. And then this teacher came on, this teacher who was later arrested and made these comments. I'm gonna play the comments. Um, Willie Belmonte, Jefferson High School. Um, I just wanted to address some of the misconceptions that came out earlier, even, even with the idea of not adopting the full textbook. Um, we have been teaching abstinence in this state for the better part of the last 50 years, and yet we remain and the lower 45, uh, or the if 45 ranked or lower every year in teenage pregnancy. Um, so that's just not working. Um, biology overtakes, it doesn't matter um, your religion or your teachings at home, at some point biology overtakes. Um, the, nat the nurture, nature overcomes nurture. Um, Dr. Raul Gupta, who was the former commissioner of the West Virginia DHHR, uh, says that it's critical that we should have proper education provided to teens of childbearing age so that they don't suffer the same health and economic and social consequences. So the idea that if we strictly teach um, abstinence, things will get better is, is 
unequivocally false. Also, coming from, uh, this is my first year here in Jefferson County, despite having graduated here, I started my teaching career in Frederick, Maryland. Maryland, much more progressive in the state standards as far as um, pregnancy and um, teaching contraceptive as young as the eighth grade, um, which even then statistics show us may be a little late to be teaching. But Maryland, um, as opposed to West Virginia in terms of state uh, teen birth rate is, is halved. There's just no reason to still be in this ancient way of thinking that we shouldn't be teaching anything but abstinence because it's just not feasible. So here's the article about this teacher and Jefferson High teacher charged with having sex with student. This is the very same teacher who you just heard from. A Jefferson High School te health teacher is facing felony charges for allegedly engaging in sex several times with a 17-year-old student. One alleged sexual encounter with the student occurred in a closet at the high school during school hours. William Edward Belmonte Jr., 34, of Charlestown, was arrested and charged with two felonies last Thursday after a police investigation. Two students who are friends of the alleged female victim first reported the sexual encounters to a school police officer on August 30th. According to a criminal complaint, filed in Jefferson County Magistrate Court. Richard? Yes? Are you saying that the guy that you were in the Zoom call with that was uh, advocating for replacing abstinence education, that same guy got arrested for having sex with his student? Yes, sir. That's what I'm saying. This is this very same guy who told me that my testimony about the need for absence-centered education was baloney. This is the same guy I'm reading about who was arrested. So at that time, probably he was having sex with students and he had the gall to get up at a school board meeting and say that. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay. two students who are friends of the alleged female victim first reported the sexual encounters to a school police officer on August 30th according to a criminal complaint filed in Jefferson County Magistrate Court. After she was approached by investigators, the victim acknowledged that she had started a sexual relationship with Belmonte during the last school year, according to the complaint. The girl said the relationship resulted in Belmonte and her having sexual encounters several times over the past year, police maintain. Those alleged encounters included Belmonte, who is married, sent who's married, sending the girl sexually explicit photos and videos of himself over a mobile phone, according to police. Belmonte also allegedly had sex with the girl at a house in Jefferson County where he was temporary house sitting for a friend, according to police. Yeah, look, all of it. That's pretty crazy. So I'd like to share a few of the slides about, you know, absence-centered education that are from the, the uh, program that we use. These are from Relationship Intelligence. So I'm gonna do that now to give an idea of the uh, emphasis you know, of a more absence-centered education approach. So we're all looking to have true freedom in our lives, you know, not you know, a kind of false highs, like if we're taking shortcuts or using drugs or alcohol or cheating on a test or things like that. 
And this this slide is one of the ones we use. This, there's a number of uh, reality-based slides in here. So there are three stages of HIV disease. And at first, when you contract HIV, it's invisible. And there, and you do contract it sexually, as most all of you would know. So through se um, sexual intercourse. So for up to two to seven years, there are no symptoms. So like if you look at someone who has like, who just anybody, can you tell if they have HIV? No, you're not gonna, not gonna be able to tell. So then the second stage, like there's symptoms like weight loss, diarrhea, fatigue, fever, night sweats, swollen lymph nodes. And then the final stage is when opportunistic diseases develop in the person. And so that's when it's classified as AIDS. This is um, slides indicating the effects of chlamydia. That's a uterus that's infected. It has pus in the uterus. This is the woman's cervix. And you see on the Q-tip here, it's very infected. There's a chlamydia is a sexually transmitted disease. It's very infectious. So there's a 50% chance of infection per encounter. And it causes painful pee, itching, discharge, but it's often invisible. So without treatment, it, it can lead to pelvic inflammatory disease, and that can lead to sterility. So every day in the United States, 35,000 teens and young adults are infected with an STD, and that includes 10,000 teenagers every single day. That's crazy. Of course, those who aren't engaging sex activity, you know, aren't going to be affected by that. This is a really interesting slide linked by affection and infection. So you see, this is a study done at a Midwest high school, actual high school of about a thousand students. So the study found that there were 288 one-to-one -one sexual encounters or contacts rather at this high school. So if this girl say where this, this pink dot is one girl, had sex only with his boy, but yet she was linked to 287 other, or 286, I guess, other people. So if say this person had general herpes, could it possibly be passed down here? It's possible. So, so also about half the students aren't on this chart because they're not you know, sexually active. They wouldn't, they're not on here at all. And so do you think actually like at this school, like if any one of these students, most of them had one or maybe two sexual partners, do you think they were linked to like over 200, 150 plus other people? No, not likely. So what about condoms? They do provide partial protection against STDs, sexually transmitted diseases. So there's an 80% risk reduction for HIV. About 50% reduction for gonorrhea, chlamydia, general herpes, HPV, and syphilis. But think about that. Like, is that a really good risk reduction? Like if you were going with a friend in their car and they said, uh, by the way, um, Joe, you know, or Sally, there's about a half a chance we're going to arrive at our destination. I don't think, you know, you would want to, you know, take that ride. One thing we practice is refusal skills. 
and the uh, young people really like to do this. I love you. Don't you love me? So we have a girl and a boy come up to practice. If you love me, you'd respect me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't need to prove my love. I can't stop. I don't think you'll be so turned on if I get pregnant. You have to support a baby in high school. Come on. Everybody's doing it. Uh, with me, I'm not everybody. You can trust me. I do trust you. Stop pressuring me. Also, it's very important that, you know, young people have goal orientation. So we ask uh, those students present to think about what goals they'd like to accomplish in the next five years to 10 years, and then to write those down. And some of the things they should think about are what kind of person do you want to be, whom do you admire, what kind of family do you want to have, what kind of job or career. So we do that and then, you know, ask them to share, share their goals. And also, we ask them to think about if they became pregnant, if they got HIV or another disease, how could this affect their ability to accomplish these goals? Could it have an effect, a negative effect? Of course, the answer is yes. So we get them to you know, write down, and then students can uh, volunteer to share. So teen drinking leads to 60% of teen STD infections. So why do you think that is? So basically, I think the reason is, well, the reason is obviously that your inhibitions are gone or extremely in, inhibited if you're drinking, and then you're much more likely to have sex. So we all desire love, but there's a question about what love really is. You know, is the sex equal love? Definitely not. I mean, people can have a sexual relationship, but that doesn't, you know, indicate that there's a love in their lives. What do women seek for in a man? This is a survey of college women. So women, college women choose good character, emotional stability and maturity. Positive outlook, optimism as most important in a potential mate. More important than large income or good looks. Does sex equal love? We just talked about that. Not really. Half of boys say that they have never really thought about what my life would be like if I got someone pregnant as a teen. So if someone says, I love you, could be, I love you being in love for now, it's with you, could be, it's someone else later. I love you, your body, as long as you're not pregnant. I love you as long as you give me what I want. I love you until someone else better comes along. I love you, your bling bling, popularity, fame, clothes, money. So, but is that real love? No. So love is honest. Ask yourself, is this really in the best long-term interest of the one I love? If you're not willing to ask this question, don't say you love someone. Maybe you should say you lust them or, you know, you're physically attracted, but don't, don't call it love if you're not thinking about what's best for them. So marriage, there's a reason marriage is recognized all over the world. It's the best place to have a stable 
environment to raise the children that may be created through the sexual union of husband and wife, of man and woman, husband and wife. So through husband and wife, you have this, when they're married, a stable environment. That's why every culture, every religion recognizes the importance of marriage. There is a strong pro-marriage belief among youth. About 91% of youth and young adults ages 13 to 24 agreed getting married would make me happy. Who has the best sex? Is it swinging singles or lots of sexual partners? Those who are cohabiting, living together, but, but um, not married. How about married but not faithful? Have other partners, other sexual partners. How about married and faithful? Yes, that's right. That's the correct answer. Actually, this survey was like 30,000 couples. That is the correct answer, according to this survey. And for what we've been saying, of course, that makes sense. What does it mean to be a man? Well, a lot of men are missing out if they're not in a good relationship with the mother of their child and they're no longer, you know, they're not there with the mother, i.e. they're not married and, and, not, and maybe not even in a relationship. Aren't they really missing out on, you know, fatherhood, the, one of the greatest things of being a man? Isn't that really the most important thing? This is a success formula. This is really important. So if a young person graduates from high school, gets a full-time job, waits until 21 and married, emphasize they're married before having children, then there's only a 2% chance that their family will live in poverty. But if they don't do any of those things, there's a 74% chance. So that's a really striking statistic there. And one that, you know, all, all young people, everybody really, parents and children should be aware of. One of the activities you do is ask, are you ready to be a parent? So if, you know, what are the qualities and the values and qualities you need to be a good parent? And we get the answers, you know, write them down and share them. Things like, you know, some of them can be practical things like having a job or, you know, developing a good character and get them to answer those, that, those questions and then we ask them to share those and whether or not they're ready right now to um, be a parent. And uh, I don't think anyone has ever answered that I remember. So, oh, yeah, right now, you know, as a 10th grader, 8th grader, whatever it is, I'm ready to be a parent right now. I don't think one single person has jumped up and said that. So it's really good for them to think about that. Okay. Right, so this is explaining what I just said. Rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 if each of these uh, qualities, to are do you have some work to do? What if you've already had sex? Well, six in 10 sexually active teens regretted it and wished they'd waited. 85% of teens believe sex should only occur in long-term relationships. Many have chosen to stop. So we often refer to that as secondary virginity. And of course, that's a good thing. Those who have had sex can choose to stop from this point on. 
until they're married. They can choose to stop. So what's the best gift you can give to your future child? Indeed. Yeah. Two married parents who love their child and each other. So that's a gift you should strive to give to your child because that's what's best for them. And it's best for you too. So these are some students who participated in the Urban Life Training Program. ULTRA stands for Urban Life Training and Reality Assessment. These are students from Eastern High School in DC. The lady in the middle, she's married now. So that's a, she was a volunteer with our program. She's Miss District of Columbia, Rita Sinha. So on average, pledgers, those who pledge, make a pledge of absence, delay sex 27 months longer, and they're more likely to graduate from high school, college, and make more money. This is Sharnetta Tyler, actually now Sharnetta David, and that's uh, her husband, Khalid David. And uh, she invited us to their wedding in 2016. She was a participant in our program at Eastern High School. She also graduated from Howard, Harvard, not Howard, Harvard University. I'm worth waiting for. So congratulations. She, they have uh, two children now. You would uh, tell the kids that abstinence is the best way. I think that's raising the kids' standards and having them to come up to a certain standard, okay? When you say that they're going to have sex anyway, I think that you're actually lowering the, the kids' standards and you're expecting a little out of the child. So I think that abstinence is the right way and you're, you're, you're setting up high standards and that's what we want for our kids, high standards. Um, I mean, if you already messed up and had children and stuff, I mean, you sh you should just, you know, I'm not saying it can't get better for you, but just tell your children, you know, that you made the don't make the same mistake as you made. They are doing all sorts of things that uh, could maybe endanger their lives or put them in situations that they probably wouldn't want to be in with maybe drugs, with gangs, and also with, uh, you know, just being out there sexually active, okay, or getting an STD. So I think the, uh, the program emphasis is on abstinence, and I think that's very good for the kids in uh, Washington, D.C. Do something different than what we've been doing because what we've been doing ain't working. There's a start, you know. We just, a lot of times that's all somebody needs a start. You know, all the team chores give these kids a start. They give them another option. Every child deserves to have this option available to them at some point. And the ones who do is better for it and the ones who don't is missing out. It, they're missing out. They're missing out on some great information. And who know, who knows how many kids we probably could have saved from uh, becoming HIV positive, or or one of the young ladies we might have could have saved from getting pregnant had she had information. Because as we know, every home the parent there's not a parent that's giving out information. Younger kids look up to older people, so by them looking up to us, we're showing them something. They will follow what we do, and it's positive to the negative. Once you make that move or make that, that mistake, it's constantly on your mind. Um, if you don't even go down that road or go down that road, then it's nothing to think about. The reason I joined this program is because in my past, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. And one, telling the, if a girl tell you that she's pregnant, man, right now, 
that's the that's the worst news you can have, man. I had that before, and I'm just trying to start over. It's it's like making sexual abstinence work, you know, giving you something to do other than being on the streets or being places that that you don't need to be in negative places, so that um, you know you can basically have something to do. You won't have sex on your mind, and you can be taught from um, different people. I think this is, if we can make this program across the board, even as far as trying to uh, have it as part of the curriculum in all DC public schools, it will do tremendous justice for students, not only uh, for the benefit of the students, but for the whole community and the school. So I'm really uh, grateful to to see what Ultra Teen Choice is teaching here because they are laying out a very positive kind of program for young people that's that's really uh, asking them to see the best about their lives. I wish that I have had a program like this one when I was a teenager because it I think that this program not only encourages you to wait but also teaches you morals. Okay, yeah, that's a, um, some of the students and parents and teachers we work. So our mission is Urban Life Training raise youth leaders to develop good character and to model and teach about the benefits of sexual abstinence in preparation for marriage and successful family formation. We provide directive abstinence-centered health education through our community network of trained parents and community leaders. Urban Life Training chapters carry out the Urban Life Training mission in their local areas. And the vision is every youth from middle school through high school will receive education about the benefits of abstinence and will have the opportunity to hear from peers who believe in abstinence. Accountability and peer mentoring relationships will be set up between older youth or adults of the same sex who believe in abstinence. Middle school youth will be STAR, Students Teaching Abstinence and Responsibility Guides for Upper Elementary. High school youth will be STAR Guide Mentors for Middle School Youth. College youth will be STAR Guide Mentors for High School Youth. This will greatly reduce the rate of HIV, STDs, out of wedlock births, and heartbreak. Okay, and this is the final slide. So this is a resolution I shared recently at the um, National School Board's Leadership Conference, and it's a resolution for adoption of character and absence-based sexual health education. And at least one of the um, school board members who came to my presentation said they are going to introduce this and I'm also going to introduce it well ask one of our school board members rather to introduce it locally whereas parents are the primary teachers of their children and whereas virtually all parents want their children to abstain from sex activity while of school age and being that the purpose of sexual health education is to help you succeed in life whereas premature sex activity is correlated with increased use of alcohol and drugs poor academic performance emotional stress increased risk of suicide, infection with sexually transmitted diseases and unwanted pregnancy, be it hereby resolved by the, the uh, local school board that the primary purpose of all sexual education curricula in Jefferson County will be to teach the benefits of abstaining from all types of sexual activity and physical sexual contact while of school age. Marriage will be presented as an attainable goal and the appropriate and morally acceptable place for sexual activity 
when we become legal adults. And also, as most beneficial for the children that may be born to married parents. Since the discussion of same-sex attraction, gender identity is not conducive to these goals and same-sex attraction cannot be confirmed without physical sexual contact, these topics will not be included in the sexual education curriculum. Further, the prevention of child abuse through affirming each child's agency is an important goal of sexual health education. Therefore, young children will be taught that no one should touch them in the area covered by their bathing suit. Older children will be taught that no one should touch their sexual organs or other body parts in any way inappropriately. Okay, that ends um, my sharing and presentation of the premise.